Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? The NBA has set its schedule for the Disney bubble, but... COVID cases are popping up across the league. Not sure what that's going to mean for everybody. And again, as we've been talking every other week, we're kind of flip-flopping on how we feel about the possibility of the league actually resuming the season. And the other thing is, too, are they going to be able to finish it? And if the NBA does go through with a restart, where does that put the Celtics? I heard something pop up on Jameer Nelson's podcast, too, that I ran by Matt and Ty. I was curious what they thought about it. I'm curious what you guys think about it, too. Feel free to let us know on Twitter and Instagram, at 5OutPod. And if you haven't already, you can leave a rating and a review for the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to it. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah, I just want to be alright with it. Yeah, we got the schedules last week. You know, they, they, I think Chris Haynes was the first one to tweet it all out, and we, there's a, the layout. The, the Pelicans are opening up against the Jazz, and then the Lakers are playing the Clippers on July 30th. And a great, you know, the, the NBA is trying to plow through this shit. I got to give them that. But then we find out the Nets are barely going to be able to field the team. The Pelicans have had some positive tests. The Nuggets are shutting down the team facility now because they've had some positive tests too with their travel party or whatever. We don't know if it's players with either team, but we know Jokic had tested positive overseas. Matt, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, we, we've been flip-flopping on this for the past, what, three, four, ever since the NBA really announced their relaunch plan, I swear we've flip-flopped like every other week on whether or not we're going to have a resumption of the season. Well, if they actually can get down to Disney – I do think they'll be able to do it, but it's the question of, I mean, it seems like they're falling apart before we even get down there. So I, I would agree with that take that I can see why you're hesitant, but I think once they get down to Disney, they'd be, it'd be good. Um, the reason I'm saying that is I have some inside sources down at Disney that tell me that <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much like nobody's down there. And I think Disney does the right things to, you know, promote social distancing and all that stuff. And I don't think a lot of people will be down there. So I think if they actually get down to where they're staying, I think I think it could work. Now, if something happens, obviously I saw Adam Silver say, you know, if there was a big infection or something like that, that that could shut stuff down. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Florida is. I think they've gone down the past couple of days. No, and but then- it's still bad. It's like six thousand a day. I mean, exactly. That's 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 a freaking huge issue. But, but a lot can happen in a month. The problem, yeah, but here's the problem with Florida. And not to get into politics or anything, just simple facts is that 
they try to restart too early. They don't. They weren't required until like two or three days ago that you had to wear a mask in public. Yeah, so people weren't wearing masks. They were doing whatever the hell they want. Going to bar. They finally shut down bars too. The people going to bar inside bars like that's and and it exploded in their face. Now the other problem is like when you think of Florida, it's such a big state, and a lot of a lot of the real bad like cases were in Miami. And, you know, parts of Orange County, not an actual, like, Disney territory. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's different from where Disney's located. Yeah, that, that's true. And the other thing, too, I'm, Ty, I'm sure you've seen this and feel very proud of Florida as much as you do, try not to claim it as your state. The, the videos we're seeing of people going to, like, town hall meetings or whatever it is, and they're saying you can't – I know Dale and Keith played the sound of that guy who's like, they're, they're trying to take away our liberty and take away my right and blah, 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 all this, this crazy nonsense just – People down there, like vehemently, do not want to wear masks. I don't get it. If you want NBA basketball, you should wear a mask. I mean, yeah, there there are crazy people down there that um, that are just flat out denying COVID nineteen altogether. And people like that are going to pre- pre- uh, help prevent so the you know sports from returning. It's going to who it knows really how long is. it could be now. It's spiking in Arizona, which they just even say the thirty day uh, mask gathering ban. Diamondbacks camp opens in 29 days for the first game, I believe, would be at home in 29 days. So how's that going to happen? Um, so, yeah, sports sports in general, I don't know about the NBA. Brian Windhorst was on ESPN Radio over the weekend, and he has 100% chance they start the season and 90% chance they finish it. I'm like, I'm like less than 50 to start it and like maybe 25 to finish. I think they're going to start it. I feel I, I as much as I like I keep flip flopping on this shit. I could by by next episode I could change my mind and say, oh, you know, there's no way they're going to have it. I think the NBA is they 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 have at least done the best they can to put themselves in a position to to play, and I think they've done they've come too far with their planning process to to give up now. Now the the one thing I I'm not certain on is if we're going to actually see the Brooklyn Nets down there because like I said they've lost. I mean we knew Kevin I, Kevin Durant was up in the air, uh, at least to the public, but he never intended on coming back. Kyrie Irving, I was telling you guys, he was not going to come back because he's still in the middle of his rehab process. It'd be very early for him to, to come back at the, at the in, uh, in late July. Nick Claxton is now not a big loss, but when you need bodies, and then you lose uh, Wilson Chandler, who has who had elected to opt out. DeAndre Jordan tests positive for COVID-19, and now he's not going down. Totally understand that one, because once you get it, I can understand why you don't want to go down to Florida for a few months, even though he'd only be there for a limited time. And now Spencer Dinwiddie's up in the air too because he caught it. He doesn't know what he's going to do at the time we're recording this at least. So I, I do wonder what the hell is going to happen with that situation. Are they just going to get to a point where they can't get enough guys? I know they're able to get replacement players, but this shit's getting really weird for them. So I don't feel as confident that they will necessarily finish the year. The one thing is though that whenever somebody asks me, and I know you both agree with me on this. LeBron wants to play. They're going to play. It's just the, the finishing part is where I'm a little bit hazier, man. I'm not certain that they're going to be able to do that. Well, yeah, obviously there's variables they can't control once they get down there. That's why I said I'm confident that if they get down there, I'm pretty sure they'd be able to finish because I just think that Disney's done a good job of, of setting up, you know, an atmosphere where they'd be, be able to be in a bubble and all that kind of stuff. Well, and obviously, you know, again, you can't control variables. Do the players, you know, stick to being in the bubble and, and take care of themselves and all that? 
that's that's to be you know it's to be you know decided. But that's a big if. That's a big if. And yeah. Ty, I'm sure you came across this Ty with the Stephen A. Smith, right? Didn't didn't he talk about how? Wasn't he talking about how players are going to struggle with this because of like their needs? They have certain needs. I know you've hit on that before. Yeah, it sounded like he was stealing my take word for word. He got in my brain somehow. <laughs> so I said like a month ago that all Big these players. Of the show. Yeah, he's a five out listener. Let's throw him a t-shirt. Probably an extra large or two X. Um, but anyways, so uh, last month on the show, I think I said that uh, all these players' discipline is going to be tested because there's going to be. Uh, no women for the first month. No wives, no girlfriends for the first month. Like you have to meet somebody, and you have urged as a man, of course. So you're gonna find that somehow. You can't bring out in weed because weed's not legal unless you have a medical card in Florida. So a lot of these guys smoke. So where are you gonna get it from? You probably have to leave the campus or find someone to bring it to you. So there's gonna be some urges to leave the bubble. Just even go to a restaurant or go to a club, do something like that. Like there's gonna be a lot of urges for the guys uh in this nba bubble in orlando at disney world to go out and leave and if you do it's a 14-day quarantine so i mean it, it's, it's a test against their will yeah it really is and i i just i think it's a team by team thing we'll see so there are some i don't think the celtics are really going to run into problems when it comes to that. i think those guys will be disciplined enough brad stevens will probably talk to them it's they're in it for the long haul and and for them I know Jalen Rose is still leaning into this where he feels very confident that the Celtics are the team that can come out of the East because if Giannis tests positive for COVID-19, the Bucks are screwed. They have no chance. They're just, they're nobody at that point without Giannis. The Celtics, though, obviously they have a bunch of guys. They can make a push. They can make a run. And I know when we look at the schedule that came out, the Celtics have a bunch of primetime or a bunch of nationally televised games. I think only one of them isn't nationally televised. So I think everybody else is kind of feeling the same way about them. I'm not fully buying into Jalen Rose's line of thinking that the Celtics are going to be the team that comes out of the East. But Matt, I do think that this situation is perfect for the Celtics given the depth and given all their guys are going to be healthy as much as I know I've waffled with what's going to happen with the 76ers and everything where they've been able to get healthy but I think the Celtics have so much depth in their starting five and then you add Marcus Smart in that too I think that's that they are in a unique spot for everybody I think this will play well to them yeah I think it's, it's just hard to you know I think where your your analysis on paper is right but it's just it's really going to come down to who who can reestablish um, the chemistry and who can play less sloppy basketball because it's I think it's going to be sloppy either way. I mean, they're playing in an environment they're not used to in the sense of like there's no fans. Um, they haven't played in a while together. They're only going to have a couple weeks to ramp up. So I don't know. I, I think it overall is going to be sloppy basketball for the most yeah. part. Um, it's just going to be different. It's just going to be. A different environment that's i mean i'll watch but it's not like i'm like geeked up to, to watch it because i just don't i just think the product itself won't be to me i'll be like yeah i'm bumming i'm missing you know and hopefully this isn't the new normal but not you know playoff basketball in the nba is, is really good basketball yeah it is um but you know, we've had nothing though man i mean it's better than nothing at this point no no i agree i'm, I'm not i'm not trying to be you know i i'm just saying that's I'm watching it. Like, there's no doubt. I'm just saying, I I just know deep down it won't be it won't be the best basketball we could have. You know? You're right. You're right about that. But you know, and I think knowing that, that's why it kind of plays well into the Celtics' hand tie because 
they have four guys who can go and score 20 a night, and I'm counting Gordon Hayward and all this as much as he can turn invisible on certain nights. I So I think that the fact that they have him, Brown, Tatum, and Kemba, that where everything's going to get all sloppy, that puts them in a position to succeed because, like, well, you know, two guys are not at their best that night, but we have two other guys who can go and take the reins and, and take control and win this ball game. How many games did their full lineup play together this year? It was less than 20. I know that. Right. I think it was 16. And I think the times when – I know, Matt, your guy, Gordon Hayward, when he would go off – like, when he would go off, it would only happen when – you know, Tatum would sit out or and, Brown would and, be out. Like, a guy had to be out for Hayward to go off. Ty, there was one other var- – you're right. There's one other variable. <laughs> What's They're that, all- playing shitty teams? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Worse, <laughs> saw that coming a mile away. Playing the Cavs or the Timberwolves. There you go. He was, he was automatic. The Timberwolves are his team, man. He loves playing against them. But you're, really? you're right. That's a, Ty, that's a good point. They really haven't played that much together throughout the whole year. That I mean, that's got to feel good because – They've had all this time off, but they they have everyone's kind of lost their momentum. Like the Celtics are probably just hitting their stride, just getting healthy. That kind of sucks, or whatever. But everyone's on an even slate now, and this team's pretty young. They're athletic, like they're smart. They're a bunch of smart guys. It's yeah. not like it's like you said. It's not Giannis where if he goes down, your entire team is done. Like the Celtics could theoretically lose a guy, and like they're not completely out of it. Like the Sixers are in the same boat too. You lose Embiid. They're completely – they're not even going to win a game against the Celtics if you lose Embiid. Like, you look at all done. the other teams pretty much, and, and if they lose their top one or two guy, they have zero chance. Now, if the Celtics lose their top one or two guy, that still hurts them a lot, but they're not going to feel that hit as much as everybody else because if the Lakers lost Davis or if they lost LeBron, that's huge. The Clippers yep. lose uh, Kawhi or, or Paul George, that's huge. And then you go to the Bucks, same thing. You go to the Rockets – same thing. You go to the, the the Raptors too. You lose Pascal Siakam, you have no chance. That's the, that's another. And, and yeah. in this environment with COVID nineteen, that plays well for the Celtics. I mean, in, in, if we think somebody's going to test positive, because it sure as hell seems like it's going to happen, it's, it's got to. There's got to be guys that are going to test positive. Unfortunately, I think it plays perfectly for them. I just, and now I just wonder. But there's two. But there's two variables that we're not talking about. What's that? There's going to be gambling on these games, and there's still NBA officials refing these games. That's <laughs> so true. I'm telling uh, you, that's a factor to me. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I, I, that's definitely a factor. Well, wait, why the gambling? I mean, do you think people – are you saying that you think people fix it? I understand – other than the refs. I understand uh, the refs. Well, I'm just saying – I'm throwing it out there. I don't fully believe they still do it, but the fact that there was an NBA official and there is still an NBA official that currently refs that was with – all that other minutiae, but they, you know, pardoned him, but he still, was a, he still a ref, and he definitely was involved with all, all that stuff. But I'm saying, I, I guess really my thing is, it's still NBA officials, and at the end of the day, I, I feel like they ref for what the NBA wants as a product, you know, and for the finals, leading That's up true. to the finals. You can't, you can't deny you it. Know, you know, you like, have they decided what they're doing, Nick? Like, what, are the, what is the playoff are they doing Eastern and Western conferences, or are they doing that one through sixteen thing? No, they're keep, they're keeping it the same. They're not they're not changing any of that. That that so, the only difference is the play-in format. That's it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guarantee you, and it probably will be the same way because the two best teams in the West. But I guarantee you'll see Lakers, Clippers. I'd be shocked if you didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they want at the end of the day, they need the best matchups because they're already at a disadvantage that there's no fans there. So. They need well, people to tune in. 
in that case, if Jalen Rose keeps talking up the Celtics like that on ESPN, that'll play into their hand, and that won't work well for the Raptors. And, and either way, I mean, Ty knows as well as anybody paying attention to ratings and shit. The, the NBA is – they won't ever say it, but they don't want the Raptors to be one of the teams in the final no, final games because Canadian chance. ratings – do not help the NBA whatsoever. It only helped, what was they broadcast on TSN? That's it, right, Ty? Yeah, last year's finals was not good for the NBA. It was great for watching an awesome, like, I loved watching the Raptors and Warriors, but was it two years ago? The Raptors was, uh, Raptors Raptors Warriors. Warriors was last year. I know it feels like it was two years ago, but that was last year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. The lockdown is, like, screwing my memory here. But, yeah, so, yeah, like you're saying, the Toronto market doesn't help for the U.S. at all. Um, in terms of the ratings. So the NBA did not like that, but I think the NBA would absolutely love to see the Clippers and Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And probably I they do not want Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals at all. So probably... Milwaukee in the, 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 the Finals. The, the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, is just it, it's a guarantee. Unless, but, again, unless... Yeah, they're going to make it... Yeah, but ideally what I'm saying is they probably want Boston and Miami. Yeah, but like my, my question Maybe. to you though, Ty, I, I get the I get that point, but isn't it but isn't it more star driven? Like if you get Giannis versus LeBron, doesn't that that doesn't help? Even though it's I guess it's Milwaukee, but I'm just talking yeah. about the average fan, I guess. Yeah, the average fan I think would love that storyline, but I think just historically they've shown that when there's two small team small market teams like Detroit versus Cleveland, like in the Eastern Conference Finals, like those are. I'm not really choosing great examples here, but my point is when you have smaller markets, the ratings aren't going to be as high as a little bit of a dip. But yeah. a lot of the times that's when you're not having your biggest stars play because your biggest stars aren't your 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 um, smallest markets. Like Jordan would always be on the, on the Bulls, so you're eliminating Chicago. You know, LA's always got a star, so if you know their teams are in it, then it probably is more of a team base rather than LA having like a superstar like Kobe or Shaq or whatever. So I guess my point is like the NBA wants the small, the bigger markets to make it, but I mean, there's no, there's, there's no way the Bucks aren't making it to the the uh, Easter Conference Finals this year. You can just put it in your bracket right now. But yeah, well, who's, who's going to play them? I don't know. The only way it could happen is if Giannis gets COVID nineteen at the well, at any point, maybe in the postseason. I, I mean, if they play, I think they could still beat the Magic or the Nets. Yeah, or the Wizards for that matter. Whoever they end up playing as the uh, out of the eighth seed without Giannis, but that second round, if they don't have Giannis, then they could be in a lot of trouble. Either way, though, I think. But hearing you break it down, Ty, the ideal matchup for the NBA is Boston versus the Lakers. There's no, there's no question about it. I mean, obviously it's the oldest rivalry and everything, but now it's like LeBron gets his chance to win for the Lakers, and who is he going to beat in the course of it all? He's going to beat the Celtics, the Lakers' longtime rivals, and now he's a, a legendary Laker because he beat the team that they have to beat. They tied him for most championships all time. It's in, in you know, it's LeBron, it's the king leading the, the NBA back to, to, to glory out of the pandemic and all this bullshit. I'm gonna vomit thinking about that storyline. I would love to see the I would love to see Celtics Lakers though. I just don't want to see LeBron win at all. That would that, be a nightmare. That's an Adam Silver what dream. Celtics Lakers, East Coast, West Coast, two ma- massive basketball markets. LeBron versus you know the rising Celtics with Jason Tatum making it to the NBA uh, Finals as a superstar. If Jason Tatum can take the Celtics to the NBA Finals, he is a legitimate superstar, top ten player. Like his ceiling is so much higher than I ever thought it would be. 
I think, yeah, you, I mean, you already think it's higher than you thought it could have been. No, no, if, if, if he rises, it. what I'm saying is, if he makes, if he, ta- if he, if he leads the Celtics to the NBA Finals, his ceiling goes higher than I thought it would be. I think he could be a top 15 player and is on, on that trajectory. But yeah. if he goes to the NBA Finals, he's instantly a top 10 player because a lot of that would be his doing. Yeah, he wouldn't he be as good be, as James Harden though. Not, he wouldn't be as be good as James Harden. Series. Yes, that's true. But he won't be as good as James Harden, so it doesn't really matter at the end not of the true. day, Ty. If he's not better than him, no, then what do we give him? But, you know, Matt, I'm curious for you as, as, a, as a fan of the Celtics, do you get worried when we see someone like Jalen Rose and then when we start talking about the, the expectations for the Celtics? Because last year the expectations were for them to get to the finals. Now, with the way everything's shaken out with how well they were playing pre-hiatus – it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to make it to the finals and upset the Bucks and, and get through the Raptors in the process. Do you get unsettled by that, though, as a fan? Uh, I think I think expectations have to change a little bit in the sense of, like, this is just different, a different format than we ever seen. I still personally believe that if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, then it's a disappointment. But Definitely. I, just think, I just think you can't judge it the same as harshly because it's just like – it's so – like, I don't know, we're just – even if they won it, like, right, even if they won, I'd be happy. But I still would be in the back of my mind, like, you're going to have to defend that them winning that for the rest of the, your life. Well, I mean, dude, people people want to talk down whatever title people win. They always talk shit down. Don't they talk down about some of the Warriors ones? I mean, yeah, they got Kevin Durant, and obviously they're never going to lose and all this shit or what guys were hurt in a certain year. All, there's always excuses. Don't the Spurs get shit too for their, their first title, right? Um, I don't know. Because it was a strike-shortened season and everything, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, it's obviously different, but... But, but... but I'm saying, like, to, like you know how we have the conversation, like, when uh, the Lakers beat the Celtics, it was kind of like we all had that feeling, like, it was kind of fixed, and then, obviously, Perkins got hurt. Right. So, as, like, a Celtics fan, you, you, you're really like, well, well, what happens if this didn't happen that? Like, that... But that's part of basketball. It's like last year. Exactly. The Raptors, the Raptors don't win if... Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt. Like, that's just a fact. Like, exactly. They, they would have probably either lost and uh, they would either got swept or lost in five. But that's basketball. This is a little different in the sense, though, that it's just – and I get, like, you've always said the point, which is correct. Like, everybody's doing this. It's like – Exactly. Everybody's got to go through the same process. I just – to me, I just think there's something about, you know, when you see Michael Jordan win in Utah in game six in a hostile environment – this is just like I don't know. It's just like any climate. Like, like if LeBron wins against the the Bucks in, in Walt Disney World with nobody there, like I'm like I don't like I don't know. It's just not. Well, familiar. yeah. I mean, it's never. You're not gonna go back and look on it in the same way. I mean, the the highlights are gonna look so weird because you'll hear guys screaming and celebrating, and there are no fans there. There's nobody there whatsoever. So yeah, it's it's, it's not gonna look as as glorious necessarily. I mean, that's a fair point. But at the end of the day, a win's a win, and if that was me, and I know you too, Matt, you would not give a shit if, if you went no, and won. If you, if you, no, as I'm talking more as a fan, if you're a player, it doesn't matter where the hell you play. You play to win, right? If Michael mm-hmm. Jordan was in this situation, he'd win. He'd play to win. I'm not saying if you're a player and coach, that should be your mentality. I'm saying if we're looking at it as fans, I'm just saying there's a difference. I don't know. There's a difference to me, you know, but. Yeah, definitely. The, no, the one only- get, no one cares what fans think. The only the only person the only team that I would potentially not not discount it but 
just not look at it in the same way necessarily as the Lakers, depending on how they play, because we all know like that storyline is exactly what the NBA wants. However, the one thing I will say that's now going against the Lakers is now that Avery Bradley has decided that he's not going to go tie, that has led to the return uh, to the NBA of uh, J.R. Smith, which we all know he's uh, he's made some questionable decisions in his time playing with LeBron. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun reunion. Um, with J.R. Smith, <laughs> we mentioned it earlier in the show, there's a lot of urges in the bubble, and he, I'm sure he loves women, but the bigger thing is he's got to be able to smoke some weed. So J.R. Smith might be the first victim in terms of leaving the bubble in search of some I wonder, weed. I wonder if they'll put that on Vegas side. They'll have like odds of who 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 gets in trouble for the bubble first. Oh my God! We got to get Shime to do that. We got to get him he to would, set the he line. He would be my top bet. Dion oh. Waiters, J.R. Smith, one a one. Oh, and Dion Waiters has played in Florida for a while. I know he's in Miami, but still, I might take yeah. Dion Waiters over over J.R. Smith. Oh man, James Harden, James Harden, the strip clubs. He's addicted to strip clubs. You know what? You know what though? If James Harden goes and does something, allegedly addicted to strip clubs. Right, allegedly. Thank you, thank you. Watch your mouth, Ty. But if if James Harden goes and makes a mistake like that, you know who's going to take the blame is going to be Daryl Morey. Uh, he, he won't be able to sleep at night. He he already struggles waking up and sometimes and just not being able to cope with the fact that he doesn't have a title with with James Harden. It's all on him. Yeah, because you know it's funny. I saw. I, I cannot remember. Maybe it was – maybe I heard Jameer Nelson say this on his podcast the other day. I, I was ta- They were talking about winning organizations. I'm curious actually what you guys think about this. They were talking about winning organizations, and they say how it starts with the front office, and then, and then it kind of goes down to the players from there. It trickle, trickles down. Now, I can understand that, but then at the same time – No. Okay. You know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. No. What did Michael Jordan say in that in that damn? That's exactly what I thought of when I heard that. When he said that, it was spot on. No, it's the mm-hmm. other way around. Players set the tone for the organization. You could have the best GM and the best coach, but if you don't have the players, you ain't gonna win. It doesn't matter what your culture is like up top. You have to have the play. The players set the precedent. That the players win games. Not that's why Michael Jordan and all them hated uh, fat fat boy there, but. What's his uh, name again, Ty? Oh, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. But my, I guess, I guess, probably what I'm saying is that, yeah, I, 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 can't, I don't believe in that. Like, I think, I think the front office is very important. Like, look at the Spurs. Like, yep. they've had a great coach, great front office, great players. But the reason they won is because they had great players. Like, they had Tim Duncan, they had Tony Parker, they had Mount Genova. Like, if you don't have those guys, you don't win. That's what Michael Jordan's whole point was. Don't tell me. You know, it's all about the front office. No, you the front office has never put the ball in the basket. You know, Kraus so. tried to make it like it was an org. It's the organization that wins it. And yes, you need help all around. There's, that's very important. But it starts with the players. So when I hear that from a guy, I don't think Jabir Nelson was ever on a team that won anything. I know the Magic were pretty good when he was there. He had Dwight Howard and shit. But they never. Did, what's the finals? No. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. win. Still. They got oh, snapped yeah. by my boy Toby. Yeah, four zero, right? Sweep. Uh, no, I, I thought, I thought the Magic did they get swept? I thought maybe the Magic had won one. I, I don't remember. I thought it was like whatever. It was, I think it was a gentleman sweep. But uh, the re- the only reason forced the Magic, forward the Magic, two. The Magic, the Magic played. The Magic actually shocked LeBron in the Cavs and the East guy. They, yeah. they, cru- they crushed them. But I still think the Celtics beat them in that uh, seven game series that KG was playing. 
I, right. I find that hard to believe. But that they were. at the end, but at the end of it all, you, you're right, Matt. That was the very first thing I thought of was the Michael Jordan documentary where he's talking about the players. It's different from sport to sport, but still, at the end of it, the players are the ones who go out and have but to like, execute and do and their I, job I, and shit. And because this is, and I think a perfect example. Think of like the best player right now, LeBron. Right. Mm-hmm. When is is Cleveland now? Do they have a great front office? No, but he's a great player, so he wins there. Exactly. L.A. was a, a, a crap show after Kobe left. He goes there. Now they're back to being no, – it's, it's about the player. you gotta have, exactly. You've got to have players. You want to hear the best example? Is if uh, the Bulls didn't have Derrick Rose get hurt, they would have went to multiple probably NBA finals. I don't know if they would have won. It would have made Garpax, the two biggest clown shows on earth, made them look exactly. good. Like exactly. The players make the organization, and organizations fall into the great players all the time, especially if you win the lottery. Mm-hmm. And so the Bulls, you know, leadership and guard packs didn't know what they were doing, and they got to Eastern Conference Final, couldn't get over LeBron, but it's like two point, Matt. It's all about players. It's not about yeah. the leader. And, and, I, but I, and I think if you have a good front office and, and coach, like, you know, look at, look at the Miami Heat, like, you know, obviously they won when they had the players, but they've stayed a, they've stayed relevant because they have a good Pat Riley, have a good uh, front office. Same with the Celtics, right? They they yeah. rebuilt now. They haven't got over the top because I don't think they've had the players to go there. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good organization, at least it gives you a, a base, and you can stay somewhat relevant. But until you get the actual players, you ain't gonna win the whole thing. The, the, I think the true sign of a like a well-run organization is is the Celtics and the Heat, Matt. Spot on with that because yeah. you have good coaches, good front office. But if if you to, in order to get over the top, you need those elite guys. Without that, it doesn't mean shit at the end of it all. So when I hear a guy like Jameer Nelson or anybody else blaming on the front office, I, I mean, look, he's retired. Well, actually, he has not officially retired. I didn't realize that, but he hasn't played in a couple years now. But if you're saying that, if you're putting the blame on the front office. Yeah, maybe they weren't great, but I think you need to look inward more. I think that there's more of a you issue than you realize because it's especially in the NBA where you only, where there's only so many guys on the court and everything, and you can't make up for certain deficiencies yeah. from for teammates and stuff as, as easily as in like yeah. football or anything. Yeah, and in front and we've seen front offices uh, you know, make things fall apart too. Like Danny, I still think Danny Age made the wrong decision on not making a move last year, you know. He he misread mm-hmm. the situation. Definitely. It wasn't good chemistry. So they had the talent, but I think he prevented them from going forward because he needed to make a decision. So again, I think it's, it, it's, it's it goes back to me. It's when people have those stupid arguments about Brady and Belichick. They needed each other, and if you if you can't if you can't see that, then you're an idiot. That's that's how I see it. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's it's, it's a totally different thing too with, with football, baseball. I mean, I can't even begin to start with hockey, but the, when you go with coaches too in the NBA, it, there are very few exceptions where you deal with a guy who's elite who can make a difference for a team. I mean, Phil Jackson obviously is a, is a prime example of that too. You look at Popovich too, another guy. And it's Spolstra. I mean, is a guy who early on I didn't have much respect for. It's like, well, he's got LeBron and he's got Dwayne Wade and, and then Bosch is your third option. I mean, how do you not win? How do you not win more with that? But we've seen clearly that that he's an, an elite coach for sure. Yep. And, and that's why he's he, they've been so successful. Him and, Pat, of course, Pat Riley too, pulling the strings and everything down there. But um, one other thing before we before we wrap up, how do you feel, Matt, about, uh, about Damian Lillard being one of the three cover boys for 2K21? So – can I ask you a question? Like, oh, I should ask Ty this. He's a 2K 
legend. Um, That's true, right? Ty's a 2K is, guy here. What am I saying? What? Are, why, I don't understand the three cover thing. I always thought they picked one guy, like the Madden cover. It's one person. They don't do that for 2K. They have like different covers. I know they have a legends cover, Ty, okay. but I don't. I don't know about have or they've done that before at least. I don't know about the third cover. That was new to me too. Yeah, I don't know what's the deal with the three covers, but um, I mean, I, I, I like the choice of Damian Lillard. Who's the other two? Is there any hints or clues? They have not. They have not put them out there yet. But I had some guesses, and if there's a legends cover, if you're not picking a current player, then it, the the legends cover has to be Kobe, right? No question about it. And he's already been. I don't know if this matters, but Kobe has been on a bunch of models. Yeah, exactly. But he, but for for given what's happened, given he's yeah. obviously a legend, all this crap, he's Hall, Hall of Famer now. All these different things. If they do a legends cover, it has to be him. If they're gonna have a second cover, and that's an, a, also a current player, the two guys I was thinking of before I considered the legends part was Zion and Giannis. I would think that Zion would be the guy who gets it over Giannis though first, just because. The way everybody keeps talking about Zion, it, it feels very similar to around when he was getting drafted again. Everybody's excited. I mean, obviously the Pelicans are the ones that are kicking everything off. I, I think the NBA wants to see – they desperately want to see them get into the playoffs in advance. I, I don't know if they will, but everybody seems really excited. So I would – what do you guys think as the, as the second option, assuming Kobe well, – I, I did see a video of like – I don't know. I don't know if it was a preview of next year's game or something. Yes, but it was. It was. Zion. Yeah, yes, I, it was Zion. So I don't know. I, I crazy. The the graphics on that shit are getting. I mean, somehow they always get better every single year. The graphics, not necessarily the mechanics. You know, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say like to me. I don't, and Nick, you can talk about this too because we and Ty, you obviously you got you played two K. I always feel like there's there's certain game like years like the the more like especially like Madden too. I think about Madden like <sighs> the graphics have gotten better, but that doesn't mean the gameplay's gotten better. Like I really enjoyed like. The early on, like 2K10, 2K11, like those are always be my favorite games to play. Yes, yes. The col- our know, college I- years, yes. 2010 to 2014, those were my favorite 2K years, a thousand percent. I think 2K12 was my jam. And it could be because we played them more. Because I don't play, I haven't played 2K in I don't even know how many years. But I, I, I got to a point though. I'm like, the graphics are great and all, but like. I don't know. I felt like the gameplay dropped off, and they put a flop button. Once they put the flop button, then I was out. <laughs> you can't have a flop button. Come on. I got yeah. I got really annoyed with the shot controls, Ty. And I know you yes. said that you you connected in the, your uh, your Ethernet cord, and it made a big difference. But I've still had some issues with it. Yeah, if you play online, I highly recommend having an Ethernet cable. And apparently, having a PlayStation Pro is like a really big thing too. Like the just having a faster processor, I guess. I, I'm not really sure, but the Ethernet cable for me personally made a big difference if you play online. I play a lot okay. of the my player mode, and so I like having like the stretch four, like the bigger shooter. Okay. My biggest gripe with the game is like passing. Um, passing is the biggest problem. Like it makes dumb passes. Yep. Like if it's a direct one from me to you, like the pass is fine. But if a guy's standing in between us, the guy still tries a direct line pass instead of a lob or. Mm-hmm. Trying to reach around the guy and throw like a left-handed pass, you know, a wraparound, yes. yes. like that. It's weird that the the passing is just so bad in that game. But the thing that pisses me uh, off the most is switching players on defense. I can't stand that shit because yeah. there be like there be times where I, I I know exactly who I want to go to. You're trying to stop a fast break or whatever it is. You know the next move they're gonna make, and then I'm trying to switch to a guy in the baseline and I'm on the elbow, and then I switch to the guy who's on who's at the top of the key. How the hell does that happen? 
I, I'm try, like, I can never figure that shit out anymore. Maybe yeah. we're just getting old, though. I don't know. It's, that is a little concerning. Though, now. I'm thinking about the complaints that we have, and it's like, we're yeah. old. Phasing out, dude. I, the, the thing is, too, like they, they made too many buttons to make a move. Like all these different combinations. I don't got time for that. They I want to do a crossover by hitting the one button. I don't need to do some combination. Like it's so stupid. It used to be where the the shot stick you could. I feel like you could disable the shot stick and it would make it easier to make moves. But I don't think you can do that anymore either. I was always an X guy. I always preferred that. Much easier. Just it's just uh, you know, like you said, the graphics. I, when I saw a video of Zion, I was like, oh my god, it looks real. Like it looks like him. <laughs> yeah, but Crazy. the mechanics. I mean, that, that happened with Madden too. The mechanics became an issue, and I, they, they it, things just got so slow. I feel like the pace with 2K now is pretty reasonable. I used to like it when everybody ran ridiculously fast. I play, that was my game. But Madden got brutal with that. And then with baseball, the issue's always been like fielding. There's always a like, – the show figured it out, but that was always a problem too with all that shit. But anyways, uh, so, we're, so Zion is the guy that we're all predicting as the other cover with Kobe being the Legends cover. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I'm a big Dame Dollar guy, so I'm happy he, he's on there. He's got to have a lot Luka. of What? Luca. That's yeah. not that's not unreasonable. Game is the game is massive international, and you need to have an international star on there. He's oh. very yeah. I would say him or Giannis, Giannis on there, but I think I'd go Luca, and then next year Giannis will get um, another MVP possibly, and just throw him on next year as the cover athlete. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I didn't think about it, and that could that would explain why they have three. They have an international cover. Maybe that's not available here. You have the international cover, you have the U.S. cover, and then you have the Legends cover. Boom, yep. and you're all set. Look at you, Ty. That's freaking brilliant. Jesus, you should you should have been a marketing major in college. That's what you should have done. Shit. Oh, all right, before we get going, Ty, I imagine you have nothing else to add. You're good. No, I'm good. Matt, you got anything else to add? Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, I don't know when it came out but i saw it on twitter but uh we were talking about it earlier the the on the bet awards lil wayne did his uh lil wayne did a version of his the kobe bryant song that he originally i think came out with in like around 2010 but he he went on the bet BET awards and redid the song it's pretty cool it's got video highlights of kobe and stuff while he's doing but he also remixed at the end like the last verse and he's talking about obviously his daughter and Black Lives Matter. So it was actually pretty. It was pretty powerful. I I, I enjoyed. Well, anytime I can watch Kobe highlights, I enjoy it. So it's a must watch, not just a much listen. I would, yeah, I would think both. You got. I mean, if you can only listen to song, it's still. I still think it's powerful. But me personally, I like. I like the Kobe add on. You know? What was? Do you know what the original song name was? Because I I've listened to it's, some little thing, but I don't. If you to... just type in on YouTube, because I don't think it's on like, like Apple Music or Spotify. I don't think it's probably on one of those because. If you type in on YouTube, um, Lil Wayne, and then type in Kobe Bryant, it will come up as the original song. The only the, the newer one you have to probably type in the BET Awards because he just did it live on that. So, gotcha. Okay, I did see on Twitter that I have I have not I did see that it was out there, but I have not watched it yet. I'll make I'll make sure to watch. Maybe uh, we'll we'll retweet it from the show account too. But all right, uh, that uh, that's everything. We will talk to you all again next week what it do baby yeah you already know i'm just trying to be all right with it yeah i'm just trying to be all right with it yeah i'm just trying to see the light in it i think we should take a ride with it yeah. i'm just trying to spend the night with it yeah.
I just wanna be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.